This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce some podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We got Let you us covered. help you. Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it. We'll package it. We'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it. And uh, you just upload it yourself. And we'll uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in Podcasting 101. Exactly. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness. You name it. You need it. We're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program Working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, all the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at today, Brian. Yeah. It is Sergeant Ken Weikert and Speedball Steve Feinberg. This is like, you know. All in one, talking about their latest, actually Sergeant Ken and his wife Stephanie came up with this idea. Um, Speedball Steve, a friend of the show, obviously, um, is doing some work with them very closely and we're going to talk today you're going to hear all about project hope which is the kind of um you know it's being spearheaded by sergeant ken project hope helping other people endure it's very timely right the uh the in this whole project came about you know due to the COVID crisis and uh you know it started as an idea it started as a thought and quickly mm-hmm. it has two days snowballed into a worldwide project that uh you know we, we, that you'll hear uh, is now in not only in the united states but singapore and philippines and and globally uh you know they're getting their message out by using people's voices by hearing mm-hmm. people's stories and their strategies and their call to action it's mm-hmm. a formula that is uh tried and true and uh you're really gonna love this there's a lot of energy on this uh on this episode yes here, right mm-hmm. sergeant ken brings it always so before we talk about this um i just have to i just have to take a step back real fast for those of you who are not familiar with sergeant ken before you hear him and, you know, Steve, I know that we've got a bunch of episodes. His story was way back when we were babies on this show. Four-time guest on the show. Yeah. Um, and he's always, you know, mover shaker. Um, but, you know, between his speedball program and Hitbox World, he launched his hands is everywhere. We make fun of Steve and we say, hey, man, because he's got <laughs> 300 jobs. But that's what makes him so effective. He's always moving, always thinking forward. And I just want to tell you a little bit about Sergeant Ken. Um, And real fast, he, um, Ken Weikert, a.k.a. Sergeant Ken, um, he is an award-winning international speaker. He actually is a six-time U.S. Army Soldier of the Year, Master Fitness Trainer, Master Resilience Trainer, Counterintelligent Agent, Decorated Combat Veteran. Um, Actually, fun fact, he actually has a um, degree in opera. (laughs) Uh huh. We didn't mention it on the on the show, but um, if you ever go to take a session with him, uh, first time I ever encountered him, he, you know, he's this. I've been going to you know um, fitness conferences for twenty years as a first as an attendee, you know, kind of part time, and now as a you know presenter full time for some of these conventions around the world. I walked into his boot camp session and I'm like, who the hell is this? This is, you know, this guy is dressed in fatigues. I'm like, is this a show? Is this part of the act? Oh, no, he brings it. He walks the walk. I've seen him keynote. Um, he truly believes um, in his life's work and that he's been called to a mission that's much bigger than himself. Um, this Project Hope is built out of love. And Sergeant Ken talks about love and what that means and 
just taking care of one another and helping other people endure is his project, his mission to change lives. And we want you all to be a part of this. Um, I'm actually a speaker on one of his leadership teams and it is just a powerful, powerful project. Yeah, this is a good one, you guys. Uh, definitely open up your ears and uh, take a listen to this. And uh, you know, throughout the uh, the ep- the episode, you'll hear of ways that you can connect uh, with the Project Hope uh, project and the the Project Hope Academy, which was the, will be the next phase of this. Um, you know, what started off as a small idea has quickly become uh, a movement, and you're really going to enjoy this, and you're going to want to be a part of it. So, please enjoy this episode. Uh, the Project Hope uh, Academy, Project Hope Everything mm-hmm. with uh, Sergeant Ken Weikert and our buddy Speedball Steve Feinberg. Enjoy. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, you know where it's at today? We got some hot mics today. We have some great, great guests. First off, we are welcoming back a friend of the show, a very, uh, a friend that has been on the show quite a few times, Mr. Speedball Steve Feinberg. How are you? Uh, it's good to be back (laughs) thank you so much for having me i'm very excited to be here thank you oh my goodness all right so with that said we also have another very amazing guest we are very honored to have sergeant ken weikert with us today how are you doing sergeant ken (laughs) (laughs) nothing needs to follow that right there it is (laughs) and there you have it Oh my gosh, we are so excited to have the both of you on here today because this is a very powerful episode because we are going to be talking about the Project Hope. And I don't know which one of you wants to talk first about this. What the heck is Project Hope and why does the world need to hear about this? I defer to my esteemed colleague from Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to summarize this as much as possible because, you know, as Steve knows, there's so much that happened behind the scenes. But I remember I was teaching uh, the brand new uh, jump sport boot camp coach course uh, in um, Boston, Massachusetts on March 7th. And I remember, uh, you know, my wife was telling me, uh, you know, while I was sitting there finishing up at uh, Reebok headquarters, she wanted to, you know, say, how's it going? How did it work? And I said, it was great because it was the first time we unveiled this. And, and she goes, hey, well, I want you to know they sent home Anderson, our 10-year-old son. They sent home Anderson from school. And I said, oh, okay, must be serious. And because, uh, you know, this is just when the country was starting to kind of do this GCQ, the general community quarantine thing, and starting to figure out what that meant. Because you really, uh, I'm not sure if your listeners know this, but you have two measures of how we were handling the quarantine crisis. We had GCQ and ECQ, uh, general community quarantine measures, and then we had enhanced community quarantine measures. And and so I, I call my buddies, because I'm still in the military, by the way, and, uh, you know, I've been in the military for 32 years. I'm in the National Guard, which is the reserves. And I remember my friend from the civil support team who works in, you know, nuclear, biological and chemical defense. He said, hey, Ken, you know, this is pretty serious. You you know, you might want to look at homeschooling. And I said, "Okay, who knows how to do that? Right. And and so I get back and, you know, we're doing this homeschooling thing. And I'm thinking, "Okay, well, we got to get our business online. And we had planned to get all of our business online within the next few years. We had part of it online through Idea Fit, our boot camp course. And but as we were doing this and into mid-March, 
it didn't really feel right. You know, you, you, you never know when you're trying to do something and it just, your, your, your head says this is the way to go, but your heart says, no, maybe not. So and we were contemplating why isn't it feeling right? And then, then I started getting these messages because I had trained uh, 4,000 plus people in 30 countries over the last seven years. And I started getting messages from this, this network of friends of mine. And for example, I had Archie. Archie was out of uh, the Philippines and he, he, he sent me a message saying, you know, Hey, it's tough. Will you please pray for us? And I said, well, why? And he goes, well, you know, I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to get on my motorcycle and drive three hours just to wait for another three hours for a loaf of bread. And I went, Oh, okay. Well, that puts things in perspective. And, you know, then my, I, I started getting flooded with these types of messages. And, you know, then my wife comes up to me with this little piece of paper where she had uh, scratched in project hope. And, you know, it was just this title. And then, you know, of course, uh, she's strategic. I'm very tactical being in the military as long as I have. I took that word and I changed it into an acronym right away because that's what the military does. We put everything in acronyms, right? And hope then was translated and then put into uh, a living organism called help other people and door. And what happened is, is that this is where our heart voice started to settle, where our head was feeling like it wasn't right because we didn't feel right in March and all the way into April. We didn't feel right putting things online and then asking our friends for a way of monetizing this. Hey, look, we know everyone's hurting, but will you please pay for my group training, my personal training? It didn't feel right, right? Especially when other people were hurting even worse than we were, right? And so we, we, we looked at, okay, how do we make this work? And so I started calling some friends and literally it was, I happened to be talking to Steve at the time and I said that, hey, you know, I'm thinking about giving away free life coaching just so that we can lift people out of dark days to help them triumph over tough times. And you know, and Steve goes, I'm in, Ken, you know, you, you know, you had me at hello. And I said, great. Well, let's, you know, let's put together a team because, you know, it, it, it falls on that African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And I knew that, you know, it, it would, it could have been something that maybe Stephanie and I could have put together our own life coaching workshops, but you know, there's so much power in the team and there's so much power in those numbers. And so I, you know, I did the math and it really, it was on just some post-it notes saying that, okay, if we had five to six speakers, we can run a 90-minute program with time for Q&A. And, and that was really it. Now, that was the primary objective was to have these series of speakers to volunteer their services of life coaching and resilience training to lift people out of dark days and help them focus on inspiration and hope. And then the secondary objective, how do we actually put that as a vehicle to help the people like the Archies and the others that are really dealing with it in a tougher level than we are? Because let's face it, in America, we got it a lot easier than some other countries. And some people in America are really dealing with this. So the secondary objective was to really target one person at a time to help that person in such a way that they can't help themselves. And then we found this one woman, she is in the fitness industry and she runs retail and she, her husband left her right in the middle of the COVID uh, crisis. And there she was, and she had to figure out how she was going to feed her three daughters, manage what's going on. And she didn't even have money for groceries that next week. And so suddenly we had a, a way of satisfying this mission and we started a GoFundMe page. And that was the secondary objective to the primary objective of simply just lifting people out of dark days with our life coaching and resilience training. And then we said, Hey, look at the end of that workshop. Listen, if you feel like participating in this GoFundMe page that, you know, just to pay it forward, this is what we plan on doing. And in that first workshop that we did on April 3rd, April 3rd, with our first team of, uh, of life coaches, um, it, we raised 
$800. And, and, you know, and listen, $800 isn't really much in the grand scheme of things, but it was all, it was everything to this woman for us to transfer that money into her bank account the very next morning on the 4th of April so that she was able to really look and feel significant and valuable to her family members. And then the phone started ringing off the hook. People started calling right and left saying, hey, you know, I understand you're doing this Project Hope and you've got, you know, your friends in there like Jen Hall and Tosh Edwards, Michaela Woodall, you got Steve Feinberg, and you've know, you got all of these great speakers that are helping you like Elizabeth Lenart. I want to be on your speaking team. And and then I, then I spent like the week just interviewing people and saying, Steve, I need some help with this leadership. He says, tell me where to point and shoot. And he started developing a standard operating procedure like a manual because we're building an infrastructure. It's a startup business, even though it's nonprofit. And it's, it was just sort of, you know, us to kind of get together and help people. It's really become this uh, infrastructure, this need to build this infrastructure because it's building exponentially. And we started doing these webinars, which are now CEC approved, continuing education credit approved by the American Council on Exercise and by the Canadian fitness professionals, which is a big deal because a majority of our audience is from the fitness industry and they're out of work and they're wondering how they're going to be able to satisfy those CECs and they got a full two hours credit from us. And so every two weeks, we just started doing another one and another one. And then so we took the leadership teams and each leadership team gets two consecutive performances, which are two weeks apart. And so right now we're knee deep in having leadership team number two. And then we expanded to a new country because my friend Edgar C out of Singapore said, Ken, Singapore is really hurting right now. I want Project Hope for my country. And on May 15th, we had the very first Project Hope Singapore. And it was a team of their speakers, but they personally invited Steve because they were touched by what Steve said. And Steve was part of that Singapore team. And I've just simply played the host again. And on this Tuesday, again, we're doing it again. And then we're already, we're already training team number four because Singapore is team number three. And I've already collected a uh, bunch of people. I've already interviewed him. And I've briefed Steve on who they are and so that he could help me with the training. And get this, the team that's going to be unveiled in June, team number four, they're all females. Go female power, right? <laughs> they're, and, and, they're, and they're amazing people. I know them all. We got a nutritionist now. The, you know, Trisha Silverman is going to be on team number four. And it's, it's, and by the way, team number four, they're all females and they're half Canadian, half USA. It's just going to be an amazing journey in June. And so sorry to pontificate a little bit here, but you had to kind of get it. And that's as much as I can summarize it about real, really where this journey has gone. This journey of joy and healing and happiness with Project Hope to help other people endure. Wow. <laughs> there you have it. That is, it's an amazing tale. It's an amazing mission. And Steve, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, first of all, let me just apologize for Sergeant Ken's lack of clarity. He's new at public speaking, so he's struggling with <laughs> Really getting to the core of what he's speaking mm -hmm. about, but has practicing he, every week. Has he read your notes that you wrote? I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, you basically just tuned into a seminar. So congratulations and all of those who are you listening. You're welcome. Um, the only thing I have to add is being a person invited from the outside in and now feeling like uh, part of the inside as Christine, I'm sure you do, uh, being that you are going to be going into the second round of your own speaking as part of the team, giving your own inspirational and aspirational tales. Uh, but it's a heartwarming, very powerful thing. And the gratitude that I have just for the opportunity to be involved and now to be invited into the admin space so that I can use some of the skill sets I've learned in the, in the industry, in the business over this many years, working with people and teaching them how to teach other people to do things, um, especially the speaking part, is a heartwarming, 
heart opening process that I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. So grateful to Sergeant Ken and to Stephanie for taking the time to create this. And now I'm really excited about watching it expand in an organized, appropriate way with a template and with a consistent experience with these incredible heartstring tugging stories and emphatic tales of loss and recovery and takeaways from people who have found their stride in their respective zones of the industry in such a way that people who are listening who need more than just catharsis, although that is probably the primary function of the first wave of a speaker group each and every time we have an event, uh, but actually need some subsets of their skill set to be highlighted or an introspective look at improving their own delivery during a time in which our delivery mechanisms have been completely changed and limited. Uh, there is untold value behind that. It's beyond the CECs and it's beyond the touching of the heart and the uplifting of the soul and the feeling that you are lockstep arm in arm with uh, a squadron marching forward into whatever the new normal may be. But the empowerment and the information that comes with it is what particularly strikes me as worthwhile work. Steve or, or Ken, give us an example. What uh, what can the listeners expect when they tune in? Um, what are the, some of the you know different areas that are covered, or some of the you know different um, tales that are told? Um, what what can they expect? Well, we put together a format, and so in order to fit five to six speakers in in a timely manner and also get the point across without stifling any of their initiative or creativity. We had to treat it like a little bit like Ted talk where there's an, there's an over arc theme that they're all going to achieve. And it's in, in a three-step process. There's story strategy and call to action. Okay. And some people call the call to action, the takeaways, right? It depends on what they're going to do with that information. And so I said, okay, guys, you know, let's limit it to around 10 minutes. And usually it goes longer and it doesn't matter because some of these stories about their background is just unbelievable. All right. And so we've got about five minutes or so of them telling a terrific tale about some sort of adversity that they turned into an advantage in their life. That, that gut wrenching, heart pounding story. And then five minutes of the strategies applied that they use in either leadership or life coaching, resilience, or whatever it was that they use to overcome that adversity, to turn that stress into strength, that obstacle into an opportunity. And then just in maybe 30 seconds to a minute of, of, of some calls to action about, you know, this is what we expect you to do with this information because information doesn't create a revelation. Information might impact that person and, and move their heart in such a way. And once there's a, a heart movement, there's, there's, there's basically a lifestyle change. And when there's a lifestyle change, people are going to feel enriched and empowered in order to actually apply that information. And it, it boils down to one thing, like Steve was saying just a moment ago, you know, people are really getting stuck and stagnant. And the reason why some people are unsatisfied with their lives is because they have become stuck and stagnant in a world where you were meant to move. And that's a fact. And we're just helping them get back on that track of moving because whenever there's a breakdown, there's a potential breakthrough. That's a fact because the best things in life are always on the other side of struggle. So just to sum it up is that what they should be able to expect is not only getting a handout and these handouts have been averaging around 18 to 20 pages, somewhere in that range there. Yeah, I know there there have been there are monstrosity of hours that I have to apply to this to get all these notes together. But you know, Steve will tell you this just it's what's necessary when you have that many speakers. And so you're going to get their story, but then you're going to get this wonderful outline of these key measures that that person used to overcome that adversity. And what happens is is that there's and here's here's the real key factor is that. Not everyone is going to have the same life song that's going to be the type of music that will resonate on the hearts and minds of everyone on the call. But the whole reason to have five to six people is there's going to be the tune that's going to fit right for somebody. And so somewhere in that 90-minute webinar, and all of them have been right under two hours because we've been just going longer because the stories have just been incredible. So what happens is, is that 
there's going to be some way that someone is going to get touched uniquely to move, to get back into action. Because, you know, we, we asked the question in the very beginning on April 3rd, are we causing chaos and calamity or creating connection and community? Because that's what we need to do. That's especially what the fitness industry was really made uh, what what made us so powerful. We're the best life coaches in the industry because we're able to attack things in in multi-dimensions, emotional, social, family, spiritual, and physical. And what happens is, is that people will understand that while we're vulnerable, we can find victory in that vulnerability. And so <laughs> I can't implore your listeners enough to know that, Steve and Steve said it best. It has been humbling and we, we are extremely grateful to see the testimonies that have come in from all over the world about how people were about to give up and now they have a vehicle to drive forward. Let's talk about that. What have you been hearing as Steve, I'm going to turn that one to you because some of the testimonies that you got from Project Hope Singapore have just been amazing. I I appreciate that, and I'd be happy to share. Just to add on to um, to, to, to sort of definitively answer Brian's question, I know that it sounded like you were seeking something specific as far as a thought process or a takeaway. So as I've reprised mine several times, it has been viewed as successful. Um, I will give you one of the main takeaways of my personal talk after my terrible tale, my sad story, which was being able to discern the difference between fear and panic and how fear can be your friend and how to handle those in different quotients, following on to what the different types of fears that we experience are and what of those in life can actually be productive and constructive while the other ones are destructive and detracting from our main goal. So that was one of the things that I talked about that seemed to resonate with some of our listeners and our viewers. But to, to Ken's point, as far as the testimonies that have been coming in from around the world, Singapore was particularly impactful. And uh, I've gotten messages from people from our American and our North America, America and Canada events of sort of you know, encouragement, great job. I felt better. This lifted me up. This was helpful. This tool was particularly useful. But the type of things that we've heard from from our, our Asian brothers and sisters after the Singapore event, uh, and as Ken had referenced before, this is hitting different countries in different ways. Uh, and some of them are taking it more severely than most. And it, it's partially, what did you start with and what can you build off of, basically, um, that puts it in that in that perspective in that position, but we're hearing things like, "You've changed my life." Um, you know, I cried until I felt better. Uh, my perspective is completely different on my business, my relationships, how I'm looking at my job. And when when Sergeant Ken references people saying that they were ready to give up. It's a profound thing to say out loud, and it's not just give up as in I'm not going to be a personal trainer anymore. It's give up as in give up on the spirit that drives people to happiness and instead allows them to shroud themselves in secrecy and to gain to live in the darkness. And, and that's something that we've been able to issue people the emotional command to break, break through and to circumvent and overcome. And that type of adaptation from listening to one talk and being able to reach out via Facebook Messenger or Instagram direct message and get a little bit of encouragement, the voice responses, the voicemail responses that I've had back and forth with people have made me realize how much further the impact is than what we had thought it was going to be. It's turned out to be Practical business training, which is the cherry on top of a Sunday that is filled with mass life coaching, bringing people back from the brink of hysteria and deep sadness. And I can say safely that I didn't predict that I would be able to be a part of something that powerful and meaningful 
necessarily through this experience or any experience, but especially in the year 2020, and especially the time in which things are so difficult. So the whole darkest before the dawn outlook here takes on a new meaning after these recent projects. Now, I have a little insight about, you know, this whole project being that, you know, I have spoken once. However, I would love for you to talk to our listeners about what, you know, how do you choose these speakers? What do you know about them beforehand? Or is there, is there a, you know, a, a process to this? Or is it just, I, I believe in this person, I feel something with them, or I know something? How, how is that? Well, there are two answers to that question. One, uh, there's the word of mouth answer, because literally the people that first came on board were simply just the ones to that happened to be in communication trail with our little community and and uh, they they're just hey you know I want to I want to be a part of that that sounds like it means something really significant uh, and uh, and I want to be a part of that cause and then there's the second part of to that question because you know as it's growing, we we've in we've started to implement an interviewing process because there's uh, we want to make certain that people are not going to come on board as opportunists because we've you know we've seen that in the private Facebook group um, and I've been deleting posts uh, right and left as people have been coming on just to sell their stuff and and uh, and and we also want to make certain they share the vision. And so uh, really in the beginning, it was just word of mouth. And now it's becoming some sort of referral thing. And, and, and with a couple of people for team four, I reached out to them because I knew that they've always wanted to be a speaker, but they've always just been a participant at, at some of the conferences I've been to. And uh, I said that, Hey, look, you know, you ready to step up to the plate? And one, for example, is uh, Joseph Serfati and he, he's out of uh, Toronto, Canada. And he, uh, he was on your team, Christina, and mm-hmm. I know you can vouch for me. He killed it in 2015. He made this uh, goal. And of all the goals I, I taught him how to do and during that life coaching workshop that he had with me in 2015. And he said in five years, 2020, he wanted to be doing his first conference. And he made this remark right there in that Zoom call saying, this is my first conference and I'm living up to my values. I'm living up to my dreams. And I'm telling you, Christine, he was killing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people were moved by him. And I think that so I don't know where it's going to go from uh, there and how we're going to have this process going to evolve. But again, it was a two-step process, word of mouth. It's going into some referrals. Sometimes there's going to be a little light recruiting in the end, but there's definitely an interviewing process to see if they share that vision. If we've learned nothing from the podcast and and getting guests on and everything is that, you know, it's the story that, Mm -hmm. that really, you know, resonates with people. It's, it's that, you know, it's that story. And like you said, it's story, strategy, and call to action. I'm really curious about this call to action. How do uh, the speakers get to, you know, then push their, you know, information out and then get the people to respond to it? How does that work? How are you seeing that um, go on? Steve, I'm going to give that one to you. So, well, thank you, Ken. Um, so here's, here's how that works. And I just want to highlight a couple of things that haven't been said yet so you understand the scope of what's happened here and where we're at. And this goes back to what uh, the question you asked that Ken just answered. Um, Ken and Stephanie put this together in a matter of days. Days. They put together a 90-minute conference that uplifted people and made people cry until they were happy in days. So this came off the wall, off the cuff, out of kindness and an idea to help a woman get some groceries for her kids. This has gone far beyond what I even thought it was going to be immediately, first of all. And so it was a touch of haberdashery at first. Now we're at the point where we really need to get organized because we're offering CDs. This is becoming an, a, a sought-after attended event. By the end of uh, – by the by the beginning of the summer, we will have – done programs in three other countries already. We'll have Lebanon lined up and looking at the Philippines. If people, because of Sergeant Ken's incredible impact, are going to have 
this going on for a while and we're feeding professionals. So the first takeaway is show up and listen. And for listening, we're basically paying you to listen because you're getting CEs you would have had to pay for otherwise. So that's a get in the door takeaway is that the speakers that we have are going to be worth listening to. And our programming is valid because the American Council on Exercise and Canfid Pro say so. So there's one piece of the credibility and the takeaway. The second part is the what Sergeant Ken likes to call the handout. I'm going to correct that. This this is a manual. It's a life manual for people based on five different people's incredible experiences and what they learned from it and how they got to a place of success that is uh, that that others who are listening are envious of or interested in replicating. And so we're teaching some of our replication secrets in these operation manuals for happiness and success and how to endure and how to, how to overcome adversities career-wise and family-wise. So each person has their own call to action in their outline segment that goes into these manuals that, as Sergeant Ken said, are 15 to 20 pages long that go out to everyone after each and every single or before each time they tune in so they can actually follow along. We now have it to the point where they go out before the event so people can actually follow along with the material. Uh, and then the second performance by the same group of speakers, for example, when Christine speaks next, which of course is tomorrow, for those of you who are listening to this podcast within the next 24 hours and want to be able to tune in. Um, she's going to be speaking about a specific part of what she had already spoken about, which is part of the template that Sergeant Ken alluded to before. And Christine, check your mail. You've got my full operations notes. Ooh, I sent I out saw to it. Exciting. Okay. So I, I was actually, I was as shocked that someone from Singapore, uh, one of our organizers from Singapore, Joanne called it, what did she call it? A lovely read Ken at three in the morning <laughs> part time when she woke up to, uh, to, to give her, Joanne her Rat. some beautiful oh, food. She's yeah. great. A lovely read she referred to as, which I have never been referred to as a lovely read in my life. It's always the first, Steve. Always the first. Series of <laughs> instructions. Well, this is a first. So, so what we do is you take the story, Brian, like you said, which is the captivating driving force behind attendance. And then once you've got them in their grips, like Christine has, she then picks a very specific avenue or a part of the larger whole, which she reminds people of why you're listening to me. If you missed the last time, much like a recap of Ozark before you watch your next episode <laughs> of Netflix. Right. And then she bears in and hones in on something that can really help them be effective and affected by in her information deliveries. So that's how we're getting the takeaways out there through these dense operations manuals from these different speaking experts. And as far as selection of speakers, I, I'm very proud to say that a handful of them have been people I've personally mentored in their career, uh, including Christine. Uh, and so those were the initial people. And now that we have so many requests, I can't even imagine how many people are hitting uh, Sergeant Ken up to be a part of this as it's becoming a legitimate force of information and elation. I like to say we're WMEs, we're weapons of mass elation right now. <laughs> um, those of us who are speakers for Project Hope Academy, um, we're probably going to have to start with some sort of standardized process of like asking for references and checking in on people for, for those who are going to speak going forward because we've made this wonderful standard. And Sergeant Ken has said with pride each time, that we're getting better at this each time we execute it and it's becoming more seamless and it's all congealing in a way that makes it flow much like like an, like episodes of a, episodic periods of a series would where they're linked together where they build off of each other where they make sense where it feels like a, a conference with the themes you know powerful stuff so that's how we'll get people to get these takeaways stowed away in their mental toolbox and then pull out the right tools for the job when they're in front of whichever particular adversity one of our now 20 to 25 speakers have touched on. 
So let's before we before we talk about the grand scheme of things, because we've got a dream. If you're going to dream, you might as well dream big. Before that, you said something very interesting and that there's themes to each, you know, for our listeners out there, there's themes to each, you know, session or workshop or, you know, each leadership team has two different themes. That theme of the night, how is it that do the speakers know ahead of time? Can you tell that a little bit to our listeners about how that works? If you know or don't know what they're talking about, how does everything come together? So I I knew that it was going to fall behind and support the resilience concept. Uh, You know, there are two things that can can happen to you when you face adversity of any kind, fall apart or bounce back. That's life. And resilience often referred to as emotional fitness or mental toughness or psychological capital is where you turn those adversities into advantages. So it is a form of life coaching. You know, there's many different forms of life coaching. And it's the, it's the one that I feel the most comfortable out uh, because when I graduated from the University of Pennsylvania School of Positive Psychology in 2010 to become a, ma- a master resilience trainer for the Suicide Prevention Task Force for the State of Tennessee National Guard, uh, it really was a sticking factor for me. So we, we know that. We know that the overall theme is, you know, project hope to help other people endure. And then you're right. There's sub themes, Christine. So uh, we knew that the sub themes were going to still support resilience in some way. But then they're also going to have to support the general concern of what's going on in the world. And on April 3rd, the very first one, the first webinar was fortitude in the face of fear. And the second one that we had on the 20th of April was strength in the storm. And the uh, third one was power over problems. And then the fourth one was Singapore strong. That was our uh, expansion. And then tomorrow, for those of you, like Steve said, for those of you that are going to be able to listen to this podcast within the next 24 hours or less, the next one tomorrow is resilient and ready. So, and the resilient and ready fits perfectly in, Christine, because you're going from from power over your problems, where the the story is the main modality of engagement, and then we're talking about okay, this is what happened. Then we got past it. Now, what are the steps we take from here? It fits perfectly with the resilient and ready thought process. Like, are you ready for the next steps? What do I do now? Um, and and so. This is where the takeaways, Brian, come in really handy. And hopefully we're going to be able to fold this into a system, a, a, a two-step system for our speaker groups with each theme building off the last theme. And Sergeant Ken personally picks the order of the speakers because he gets privy to the handouts. Uh, there are pieces of them that he collates into the manual. So he's seen everyone's outlines, everyone's piece of their their own personal handout, and he can sort of massage the batting order much as a great manager in the in the national baseball league would in order to create the best the most effective and cohesive lineup uh where the energy may change or dip in certain spots uh, who who comes through in a certain way um on on a specific topic and so it's this from a trainer's perspective this sort of fartlek VIT, variable intensity interval training <laughs> outlook on intensity and delivery that makes for the best experience for people to be able to listen for a long time. So it's pretty exciting. Let's dream. Let's dream from here. Let's dream. And what what do you see? What do you see in the future? Because for something that took a couple days, you know, Stephanie, Ken, that, that you were, the two of you were, thinking about and going from helping someone with groceries to people now lining up and saying, I want in what is happening and what could you see with project hope? Well, quite frankly, uh, the vision came in three layers. Uh, you know, the first layer of course, are these webinars with these Ted talk style messages of inspiration and hope and how to use those in your life. Uh, then the eventually, eventually this, this is going to grow into 
um, the need for something more comprehensive. And um, even though we had the second layer and the third layer already on our minds and our hearts and sort of planning for it, we uh, the second and third layers required a lot more time. So when there is going to be this... Uh, uh, these these group of people that have built up in our audience base that, is, that are just craving connection and starving for affection, that they're going to uh, be able to participate under Project Hope Academy, which is the overarching um, uh, nonprofit organization over this. And um, they're going to be able to come to a, an entire virtual conference where a lot of the speakers that they've already enjoyed uh, going on the journey with uh, today um, or, or whatever day it was, that they're going to be able to now then immerse themselves in a comprehensive version of whatever those themes are. And so it's going to be a whole conference as the second layer. Then the third layer is going to be some mentorship programs. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, some people call them masterminds, but we're, we simply call it mentorship because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to have more of a personal coaching experience rather than this mass group thing that we've been able to achieve in, in, in multiple countries already. And so that's the three-layer system that came to uh, my wife and I in the very beginning. And, 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 you know, we couldn't do it alone. And that's why Steve has been... A, uh, quintessential to the success of the building that infrastructure for all three layers. That that's definitely something that I uh, that I that I thought of. Yeah, Steve brought his assistant into the uh, to the podcast today. Um, uh, <laughs> Thank God he's getting it, some um, some professional development with it, music. Steve, are you it, learning something? It takes a village. It's, re- I, it's really important to make sure that he's simulated <laughs> on all levels. <laughs> so I uh, love you, Sergeant Ken. What I what Welcome I was. Staying home. Um, So, uh, you know, as if I were a a listener to you know seminar one, and I heard the first five, and I had my socks knocked off, and I, you know, Mm -hmm. I would want to know, I what's gonna, you know, I want to hear what the next five have to say. So, I love the fact that there eventually will be, you know, some sort of uh, virtual uh, seminar or you know event uh, that that you can hear more. You know, more and more. That's the thing with TED Talks. I mean, you go down the wormhole. You hear the one, and then you go to the next one, and then you go to the next one. And, uh, you know, I just really think that uh, it, it's fantastic. And with any luck, and we get through this, you know, a, a, an actual live event would be fantastic. Yeah. Then, so to speak to that, um, the plan is to take, as Sergeant Ken and I have discussed, and so it's, it's Sergeant Ken's plan, just to be clear. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a colonel, basically. I execute tasks. Um, like you said, you're my general. Points, he points my suit. <laughs> but the plan, if if all things work out evenly, would be to take at first some of the most well-received, highest feedback and most successful uh, speaking engagements and to turn those 10-minute speaking engagements into 30, 45, or 60-minute events either to start virtually for, for an online academy. And then, yes, Brian, obviously, we would love to someday be with our brothers and sisters from around the country and around the world and do these things live um, and make it an actual day that's focused on uplifting hearts and business solutions uh, rather than just focusing on on movement and executable tactics and technique. This is beyond tactics. So military, just so you understand, or 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 fight fight uh, thought process. Tactics is what we're referred to as you know what you do in the moment. Like a tactic would be, I'm going to step to the right in the ring after I throw my punches because this person moves poorly to their left. So I'm going to step to their left, setting me up for something. That's a tactic. A strategy is. Uh, over the next three rounds, I'm going to make sure that this person punches themselves out a little bit so they get lazy. I'm going to pick and choose my shots. Or my overarching strategy is to be the aggressor, be first, and be in their face all the time. And so this translates, obviously, to war on a mass scale and to all thought process. So our tactical approach is to get these things to be a little longer and be able to expand upon them. And our overall strategy is to be able to make it global events that lift people's hearts and minds at the same time where they walk out feeling more than 
I learned how to do a pistol squat better, or I know how to use my TRX better in my uh, warrior fit camp uh, or whatever program they made shoes to use to serve their people. Um, but an overarching, I feel like a better version of myself because of the strife and sad stories turned into tactical decisions that helped to get past that skirmish and then the strategy that helped these speakers win the war in their lives that put them in the position where it makes sense to listen to them for 45 minutes or more. I'm really excited to see the next time they come out with the top coveted speakers in the world to see the speakers. Sergeant Ken, you leading the way. Steve and uh, a lot of your, I would say, your soldiers right behind you trying to change lives. And that is something that I've put out there into the universe because this is a powerful movement. And I just have to say how grateful um, from myself, from everyone that is a part of this, even has listened to these speakers, that this is important, especially at this time, um, this such crazy times right now in this world that – you are seeing amazing people step up and say, you got this, you can do this. And here's how, and here's some takeaways that you can mm-hmm. bring to your life that it's, you know, it could be someone that, wow, I went through that. Or, you know, I listened to Singapore and I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like I really related with this or, you know, the, the diversity of your speakers, I think speaks to so many. Um, and that is just a beautiful thing. So what I would love for um, each of you, I guess, to say is how do our listeners around the world on this podcast, how do they find out how to be involved, how to listen, how to get in touch with each of you? What do you have? Steve, go ahead. Uh, okay. Well, you can find us at uh, Project Hope to help everyone endure uh, we have a Facebook group you apply to, post Facebook group, um, and there's an Instagram page. And you can find at Sergeant Ken or at Sergeant Ken B um, online and direct message him. Please excuse him if it takes him a little time to get back to you. He's been a little busy as of late, but we're all doing the best that we can <laughs> to return our direct no messages. Kidding. And I'm Speedball Steve on Instagram, and I'm Steve Feinberg on Facebook, and uh, we have scheduled events already for tomorrow and then for june and so if you if you want to be a part of it we believe that there'll be value in the listening so we hope that you do choose to do that and again our goal is to make you feel better than when you arrive from the inside out Uh, if it's something that you want that you're interested in being involved in either as a volunteer helping with some some organization or promotion we could, we would love that. We could use a little help in people putting the message out there. And so we can obviously give you the appropriate hashtags, hashtag Project Hope Academy, uh, and hashtag Project Hope, um, and at Project Hope. And you can look up those tags and, and please, please share our message, even on the days you're unavailable to be on a live uh, webinar. But remember that when you registered for the webinar, you get our master manual for that and access to our other manuals and access to our very motivationally posted Facebook group and CEs for being a part of it and for, for being part of the event. So um, please talk to, to Ken or in, in some cases you can speak to me and I'll be helpful in sort of giving you the idea of what you need to be able to accomplish as a speaker and let's expand it to as many cities and countries and places as we find it necessary. Love it. I love it. I'll I'll jump in and say that the Facebook page is fantastic and it's very thorough and there's just a lot of activity on it. And, um, you know, it it would be just a great spot for you guys just to get everything, the schedules. Um, You know, it's it's really I I love being on it and just seeing uh, everything that's happening there. Our listeners are all going to be on it. I'm telling you right now because... Awesome. That's because Christine said so. Right. That's the bottom line. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I think people are just afraid of me. Is what it is. So it's fine. That's either way. It's good. That's why I'm sitting here it's, quietly. It's fine. But Sergeant Ken, so yes. what do you have planned for the rest of your day? Just kicking your feet up or what? 
No, there's <laughs> none of that. And, and, you know, as Steve knows really well, there's been some uh, late nights, uh, you know, really trying to build this infrastructure. And there are early mornings, you know, I wake up at four o'clock sharp every single day, no alarm clock. And I, you know, do my do my uh, black tea with a little bit of honey and a splash of soy milk. And once I got my brain going, I uh, do some calisthenics and then one, a minimum of one hour of professional development. So, cause the more I have in me is the more I have to offer others. And that sets the tone for the rest of the day. But, but half of that work day and dedicated to project hope development and the other half of my work day is is on you know writing programs for companies like Water Rower, the rowing machine company out of Rhode Island, as well as uh, for you know other companies and our own. Um, but you know where I thought it would just be you know four to five hours on on Project Hope has really become so, so much as six, seven, and eight, and it's it's been amazing. It's been amazing so far. Uh, and we're getting to a good battle rhythm and operational tempo that we can be proud of. Uh, uh, and, you know, it, it, and since the majority of our viewers are also coaches, it, it reminds me of that, the first statement that, you know, I remember saying um, uh, in back in April during one of the early webinars, I said that, you know, you're, think of yourself as coaches, not trainers. I know we use the word trainer in this industry. It's a common term to call someone a group trainer or a personal trainer, but that kind of sounds like you're just dictating their movements um, and their, their way of life. When a coach is really trying to have help them unpack what's going on inside their hearts and for them to come to a source of healing and happiness with that person. And so I told them back in that one of the early webinars, as a coach, your mission is to save people from drowning in a shower of shame. Because the first thing that happened when people got, got, you know, got overwhelmed with this COVID crisis is that they started to feel guilt and shame because they weren't able to provide or stay connected or do the things that give them significance. And, and, you know, guilt is I did a bad thing. Shame is I'm not good enough. And shame is a really horrible thing. And, and, in, in, as Steve said, it's been amazing for us to be able to really lift them out of dark days and to help them focus on positivity and connection. And, um, and Project Hope Academy is growing exponentially. And, and Brian, I want to piggyback what you said a moment ago. We chose to do a Facebook group because there was more intimacy in doing it uh, in that direction. So I'm really happy that you're looking at it. And you like the way that it's going because everyone is participating. They're all putting their own motivational quotes that, uh, that have helped them in some way. And, and so it's not just Steve and I and our team, like Christine and, um, and all the rest of them. It's not just us putting out those inspirational messages. It's, it's now the people, it's now the 500 people or so that are, uh, that have joined in the last month that are now contributing to the cause. I am blown away by all of this goodness, this positivity, because there's no other choice. And we are the people, if we have some sort of power to get the word out there on the platforms, whoever we are, whatever people look up to us for whatever crazy reasons they believe in us, I believe that this is our, this is our calling and that we would be selfish if we did not step up to the plate. And that to, you know, to come up with this platform again, you know, we have our podcast that we can, you know, bring unbiased information about fitness and wellness and, you know, inspiration and living a better life. This is what it's about. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's about being together, not being alone. Um, Helping other people. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to kind of give you a sneak peek of what's going to happen tomorrow for those listeners that are getting this podcast right away. Because my own theme, like Steve said, Steve and I've been trying to really kind of uh, cultivate um, connection, but then build on the experience each time that we've written our, our workshops like you did, Christine, as well. And 
But, you know, my, my whole thing is to tell people that normal, because everyone, you, you hear a lot of fixed mindset people saying, I want to get back to normal. I can't wait till it get back. It gets back to normal. What's that? Normal has, yeah, exactly. <laughs> normal has left the building. <laughs> it has left the building. And here's the thing. I, I, the, here's a snippet of what I'm going to talk about tomorrow from my own little, uh, you know, call to action is that don't miss the new thing because you're too focused on the you thing. Ah. You've got to have a growth mindset. So Steve and I Love spoke it. on Saturday and I said, Steve, really, this whole thing is not that, that crazy, right? I said, because our lives have been so filled with movement and chaos. And I know, you know, Sergeant Ken, same thing. You're moving. You're Brian, same thing. That, Turmoil. That I feel almost saddened for people that have not gone through some major issues and changes and pivots in their life because this might be their first. Whereas a lot of us are like, you know what? It's okay. It's all right. And here's how you're going to get through it. Oh, yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. Well, that's what gives us the ability to connect with people as the speakers. is, And that's why people who are experiencing first-time business trauma, who have had a safe career in their moderate to small town of training people for a long time and teaching classes at the same times, at the same days, the same slots, at the same gyms where they have dinners at the owner's house or they have drinks with their managers, you know, those people are sort of flabbergasted because it had been so steady and it's so simple. And, and you go to conferences and they learn some new tactics. They never had to change their strategy. They just had to change some of their operational tactics to keep it quote unquote fresh or new or interesting because people get bored with their choreography. And that's been something that the group fitness industry especially has perpetuated for a really long time. And it's time to evolve and helping other people endure hope also means helping other people evolve and move on to the next stage of whatever the new normal is going to be. And however, that's going to work out on, on a zip code by a zip code scale. It's not going to be egalitarian. It's not going to be the same in every city, state, country, territory. So Everybody's going to have to find their and hold their space and their place in the new, the birth of the new world and the new industry. Uh, and, and so it's going to be an exciting time to be a leader. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, Christine, a little past trauma, some, some, some tough twists and turns make for a more resilient and more adaptable some, human right now. Some. And so I'm grateful <laughs> Hey. For the for that and, and and for to be involved with people like Sergeant Ken who have lived lived life at breakneck pace where nothing no no success was ever good enough they were to be celebrated but not to not to be sat on uh, you celebrate and then step up celebrate and step up uh, it, it's not that nothing's ever good enough it's just it's not enough because there's somewhere else to go so if if everyone sees success as a stepping stone to more success while still being able to celebrate that success and enjoy their progress, I think we'll have a much more productive humanity. And especially in our industry, it's really, really important. Exactly, Steve. It's to enjoy that journey. Because I remembered when we were going over the training for that very first webinar just before April 3rd, I remember some of the people from the team saying, I, I don't understand why I have the right to tell other people how to, to triumph over their tough times if my own life is messed up. And, and, and I said that um, you don't have to have it all figured out to take the next best step forward because brokenness reminds us that self-reliance leads to emptiness and humility leads to life. <gasps> Ooh. And the bottom line, the bottom line is brokenness is when we can find our brilliance because you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Amen. And with that Amen. said, <laughs> with that said, we're going to we're going to drop the mic at that. And I'm going to say to both of you, thank you. I am grateful to know you. I am grateful for everything that you're doing for the fitness industry and the world and beyond to lift people up because that's what we do. So thank you so much for taking so much time today out of your busy schedules. I know all of us are you know, busy trying to change the world and we cannot thank you more. So we really appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. Pleasure is mine.
Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, you know that you always have open invitations to uh, the Two Fit Crazies at any time. I know our listeners around the world are going to enjoy this. Two Fit Crazy! <laughs> you got to have yourself a good old jingle with that. Oh, oh well, you know. Yeah. Crazies? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's actually modeled after hip hop lyrics, right? Uh, Beck, mm-hmm. yeah, we swiped that thing right from him. Yeah, so beautiful. Two fit crazies and a microphone. Where it's at? Oh yeah! Right? And oh, we got to thank Where's we got to thank Sergeant Ken for one thing: the moniker of, that Christine has of Boot Camp Barbie. Oh my God, that's not funny. That oh, is yeah. the She's best. <laughs> Ken, I've, I I've, said you my bouquet, Bobby. <laughs> I might have taken that one from you. I'm so broken. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. So, all right, everybody. Um, Project Hope listeners, get out there. Um, please make sure that you follow along and um, and support this, and you will get so much out of it. And with that said, it's Christine Conti, and I'm Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace and hope. Uh,